Welcome, 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 guys. I thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the show with Rusty Moy. Listen, school is back. Our children are back in their seats. Let's be more proud now than we ever have because our children are doing something maybe better than we did. Maybe better than our kids did. Maybe better than our kids' kids did. So let's stand firm behind one, education. But let's stand firm behind young people. Young people is our future. So if you don't have a child, don't hate. If you don't have a niece or nephew, don't hate. If you have a neighbor that has a child, push them. Educate them. Help them. If you have a friend that has a friend of a child, a grandchild, a nephew, a niece, a little cousin, push them and thrive for education. Because education is key for all people. No matter your zip code, your your ethnicity, um, where you used to live. Your culture, your religion, education is where it is. So, if nothing else, I dive right in to episode 101, what we've lost in education. Well, it looks like our children and our families are missing without an in-person schooling, how school used to be before the pandemic, right? Because our kids were home, right? They were learning online. And a lot of our children, they got adapted to that online learning experience because we're still in the midst of a pandemic but the numbers are going to start rising because there's another wave of COVID right so if you haven't got those vaccinations earlier this might be a good time to get vaccinations this time around because there's going to be vaccinations come this fall 2023 okay so as the pandemic continues because it's still going to continue but it's changing Americans lives in countless ways right countless ways and it's overwhelming to feel the unites of many of us and it feels like a loss whether it's a loss of a job loss of a loved one loss of a sense of normalcy normalcy will not be because it hasn't been for some time a collective grievance process is underway and been underway since 2020 right what i'll say is well, for parents and students, the loss of school is more than just a building. It's more like the social life, the community, the full belly and full mindset, and even the teachers, mentors, authors, educators, tutors, are working hard every day to educate students face-to-face -face and virtually, still to this day. For those in front of the screen and for those behind it, something is missing. And the things is min mis missing is the acceptance and understanding of all of us to be unified with our students, unified with our, t our counselors, our teachers, our peers, our co-workers, and people around us to put this pot of ingredients together to educate our children. Now, getting online, right, you can run around or throw a ball inside your house, especially when it's like, your home is your backyard or your apartment is your backyard, right? You can do these things. And the reason why I'm saying this is because some people are still allowing their children to be homeschooled, right? And the reason why they're allowing them to be homeschooled because that's the new normalcy and they don't feel comfortable with shots, pandemic, 
everything is still underway because it's still COVID, of sending their child back in a school building. So where we're at here, unidentified person, which is, could be, it could be my son, my nephew, my cousin, someone else's child that I'm mentoring that has an ADHD, right? Combination. And you know virtual learning, just sitting in front of a screen for hours is not how he or she shall learn. They need more. If the ADHD, that's your child, your neighbor's child, a friend's child, allow them something more. Take 2023 as a learning experience because our children with ADHD, whether your child, when I say children, even if it's not your child, I say all kids are my kids. I got a hundred kids out here. I got a million kids because all kids are my kids when I've been in the same space with them, whether it's learning, whether it's someone's grandchild, I will say my kid. And people say, huh? You got many kids you got, girl? And I will say they're my kids because we're in the same space and a child is everyone's child. Psychologically, let's think that we feel the need to adapt to kids that are not even ours because we feel the need because we know what we've been through. We know what the educational system is. We know what if the child, whether ADHD or not ADHD, we know what the system's going to give them and we know that we can give them more. Okay? So stop saying they're not my kids, they're his kids, they're her kids, or they're, they're your kids and identify what, what the issue is. ADHD is not an issue. I take that and push it to the side. People say, my child has ADHD and it's an issue. No. You're going to do everything in your power to support the ADHD. You're not going to say there's a need, special need. There's nothing special about anything. You're going to do all you can to work, mentor, shape, and develop. And you're not going to count on other individuals to do something that you know you can do. There's books, there's training, there's workshops, there's YouTube. There's everything we need in this society to get our children where they need to be and stop making excuses for things that we can't do that we are educated enough to do. Hello. We keep passing the buck. Stop passing the buck. Use this fall, kids going back to school, to make this your season of greatness. That's all I want to say. Your season of greatness. An unidentified student. A lot of friends and people I've worked with said, failing most in their classes are barely passing. And they have a lot of missing assignments. Now, if you're working with a child that has missing assignments and they're failing, what are the steps that you're going to take? Tutoring, mentorship. You're going to work individual with this child and stop making excuses why they're failing. If they're failing, help them pass. Help them grow. Help them develop. Give them books. I challenge you. Three books maybe a week. If they're not reading on the regular, push it up. Have them reading more on the school bus, when they go to their room, when they have timeout, get them off the game systems and get a book in their hand. That's keep men. When I was growing up, I was not playing on a video game. I was reading. I was at the free library reading. And I would read that book and I had questions to answer independently, remembering what I read. That's t As I continue on in this episode, what we've lost in education. We haven't lost anything because we can regain control any given time. As I continue on, let's not continuously make the same excuses that we made when we were in school. 
I can't and I will. I can and I will. I can and have done. I can and I will excel. I can and will work in groups. I can and I will be mentoring. I can and I will develop. Stop doing what we did and following that pattern and putting our children, grandchildren, and other people's children in the same predicament we were in 10 years ago. Unidentified student. I also miss just like getting a talk to other people, getting to actually interact with them and speak freely. You know, without having to turn on a mute button, being there in person is part of the experience in school, right? And that's the kind of what gets you a better education. But you, as the parent, mentor, tutor, and et cetera, have to give the child the better learning experience. You can't keep saying that I'm going to get that experience one day. We're going to work on it one day. I've been going through this for one day. It's been trials and tribulations for one day. I'm trying to excel and figure something out. And, I, and a lot of us say, I can't afford it. There are so many ways that you can teach your child through YouTube that you don't even need a tutor. There's so many educational programs that have free tutoring. They have free tutoring online if you can't pay for it. There's so many ways that you could do a sliding scale according to your income and stop allowing it to be something that you feel you can't provide. As I continue on, unidentified student. It is really hard, right? Because you can't understand what's going on. Like friends may say to me, things go viral. Let the word of your child growing go viral. Rather than gossip go viral. Negativity go viral. Cheating go viral. Poison you put in the atmosphere to go viral. You want that to go viral. But bragging on the essence of your child's education you won't allow that to go viral neighborhood petty drama you allow that to go viral petty drama in the kingdom you allow that to go viral petty arguments at work you allow that to go viral but when it comes to the education and mentorship of your child you can't even imagine that being viral you can't imagine stepping out of your comfort zone you can't even imagine being more and allowing your child to be more than you were. Or you're afraid of success. Or we're afraid that the educational system is going to give them more. If it gives them more and it puts them in a better middle school, a better high school, a better college. The greatness will only come back to you because you're the person that shaped them. What is better than having an adult child that can take care of you? What is better as a grandparent to have your grandchildren take care of you because you took care of them? Why are we at an elderly age and we still trying to figure out what went wrong? Well, we can practice with our grandchildren and make it right. Let's get into practice. Fall of 2023 with educational looping. Educational looping is a new term I'm going to use this school year. Educational looping, looping them into the book club. Looping them into tutoring. Looping them into putting the game on hold. Looping them into turning their phone off. Looping them into helping them think more and stay off of Google less. Loop our child into a professional student. Keep looping them. Allow them to be the loophole of the new normalcy of a better educational system that we can create. 
it starts at home. Allow them time for game. Allow them time for education. Allow them time for friends. Allow them time to do study and do their math. Allow them time with their mentor. Allow them time with their tutor. Have ground rules and put our children on a itinerary schedule. Let the itinerary schedule be the schedule of learning and less drama. And I know by 2024, you'll be getting your child ready for the next, next assessment for a better school. They will have so many scholarships and grant funding available to them because they have became that professional student. They can be in fifth grade and still grow to be a professional student. It can start at 10, it can start at six. I allow it to start today though. As I continue on in my episode, unidentified student learning instruments in music is just not possible in an online school. If you really want to learn the violin during online school, but you don't have a violin, how can you learn it? We want to adapt our children to so much, but we don't have the proper resources. They can't learn these things on an online environment because it has to be a physical atmosphere with music. Unidentified teacher. Let me break that down. It is really unsettling. And I think people don't realize like how much we need to see these kids. A lot of times in schools, we are the first line for seeing signs of child abuse. But for seeing signs of food insecurity, we don't see. And you don't have the understanding of what's being seen with the natural eye. But you only see what you want to see with the natural eye. You know that there's food insecurity going on right in your classroom. But you don't want to identify with it. But you identify with the other things you see. Identify with everything you see to help our children. My impressions of students are they can do anything they put their mind to. My impressions of parents we can continuously grow and show them and give them ideas and work with them. But we got to allow our children to know that we're with them and not against them. Because once our children know that we're against them and we criticizing them, they're going to feel like they don't have anyone on their side. So stop allowing the child to believe that the teacher's against them, you against them, the kids is against them, the neighbors against them, friends is against them, programming is against them. You are flipped for them. And never shall be against them. I want to say this. I met with a parent one time. And she said the pandemic has me overwhelmed and my kids. The virtual learning environment. Is not what I want. I want my child to be more now. Than they were pre-pandemic. How can I give them. Something better than the district's giving them. And you know what I said to that woman? I said, tutoring, giving them your individualized attention, library visits, allowing whatever or whomever the teacher is to be a part of the atmosphere. And she said, Rusty, be a part of the atmosphere. Yes, because when I was growing up, there was a teacher-parent relationship. When I went to school, back to school night, was lit. You had more parents in back to school night than you had in my local bar. They were in there because they was concerned with the welfare of their children. Today, 
I ain't thinking about back to school. I ain't thinking about what the teacher got to say. We come down on the teacher because we're agreeing with our, our kids more. The teacher is a part of the ingredient. The staff is a part of the ingredient. The principal is a part of the ingredient. The NTAs is a part of the ingredient of the educational environment that your child goes to eight hours in a day. So that's allow the family to come together for at least the school year. September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Allow the pot of ingredients to come together and tolerate the, the teachers and stop coming down on our teachers this school year. Last school year, I heard so many things about teachers and faculty and this and that. Stop coming down on the teachers. Whatever they can't give them, go get a tutor. Whatever you feel the district's not giving you, sit down and have a conversation, have a meeting, talk as an adult and stop being the second child in the room. Your child already go to school. Bobby's already in the building and they didn't turn around and met you and you acting like Bobby number two. Stop being the second child and be the parent. Step up. Stop being argumentative. Stop bringing attitude to back to school night and come there 2023 of fall with ideas. Be excited to meet the new teacher. Know this teacher is going to give you and your child a better learning environment than last year. Don't bring the last situation with the teacher from last quarter into this quarter because you have a brand new atmosphere, a brand new slate. Leave all that at the back door because teacher is going to go on the mindset. You come in with attitude, he or she going to have attitude. You come in with drama, they're going to bring you drama. Or either they're going to just not even care. And we don't want our district to give up on the little ones or the big ones because it's K through 12 I'm talking about. So even if they're in ninth grade, don't think they're too big for back to school night because you as the parent, the grandparent, the aunt, the guardian, the uncle, the friend, the neighbor, the co-worker, you are responsible as the caregiver of that child. And for the welfare and the well-being of the child, be a part of the ingredient. Because a lot of us don't want to be a part of the ingredient. Stop saying you don't want to be a part of it because you know you do. That's the spirit of fear. Many of our students and the faculty don't have reliable internet sometimes. Which is a major issue going forward. And that's a big issue. Sometimes there's issues with air conditioning in the school district. Sometimes it's, it's, it's issues with lighting or, or functioning or structuring in the building. But you won't know that if you're not participating with the district. Because you're so into the web of what's going on and what you think it is. But I'm going to say this to you guys. The two areas that have nearly identical poverty levels at more than 20%. So when a student falls out of touch, there's more than just missing lessons to worry about. Our kids already rely on the teachers and the staff for a lot of different levels of support. You know, food and healthcare resources, like it's like a challenge because in one front, we still had to prepare for academics and make sure that teachers are being educated of what the students need appropriately. But then the human aspect of it, guys, is, you know, we have a bunch of kids 
that rely on the morning breakfast programs, the lunch programs to eat throughout the days. Because you never know what a person's circumstances at the house. Just because the SNAP program is implemented, they have other children. This is the faculty that I'm talking about. This, this, this message is for the faculty of the districts, whether it's private, archdiocese, or public. The morning breakfast programs are important, just as important as the lunch programs. Because everyone don't receive SNAP. So people, teachers say, oh, they got SNAP. They don't have SNAP. And they have a lot of out-of-pocket expenses as a parent or guardian. So they really, really depend on that. And if the kids can't get to school on time and they're late, sometimes they can't make breakfast. And the district sometimes turns the breakfast program off too soon. And then you got a hungry child in the classroom all day. So who's at fault? A parent that's working two jobs and trying to rush the kids off to school? Or the district for not caring enough to extend the breakfast program. Let's stop passing the buck. It's sad that things are possibly not always the parent's fault. But we take pride in faulting the parent. Just like we take pride in faulting the principal and the faculty and the teachers and all of that from a lack of communications. Our babies are our scholars. And they make us feel better because we know they're our future, right? So it's really created to understand that families have hardship. And I think that one reason is that we look at families as they have it or they should have it rather than they don't have it and they have a hardship. And what can we do to implement something better? That's where our minds should be at. Implementing a program for all people, whether you snap, in the middle, second class, third class, or whatever the circumstance is, because everyone doesn't receive SNAP, period. So food in the belly is important. Whether some districts, they take up a collection so other kids have food available. And I like a lot of schools that take up a collection, like juice, water, food, and they have donations. I, I ride by and I seen they had a sign for donations for the breakfast program. I remember me riding in my car and I seen a sign on the gate and I think it was in an archdiocese and I went and turned around took and went to save a lot and I said I really like what they're doing it was bounded in my spirit bounded in my brain to flip that car back around go to save a lot and go and get bread and biscuits and food for the breakfast program and juice and apple juice because I would never buy soda for a child. I just don't do that. And I swung back around and I rung the bell a couple times. And one of the nuns came to the door and said, yes, ma'am, I may help you. And I said, I seen the sign on the gate and I was on my way to take care of my business. But something told me to stop. And I have a bag of things for the sign on the gate. And she said, we usually give them out do it a certain day. I said, ma'am, that's not make this harder than it has to be. You a child of God, just like I am. And I'm trying to do a good deed this morning. Just take it and put it to good use for the children. Because that's, I said, the type of person I am, that's all I'm concerned with is children getting something in their belly. I seen the sign on the gate and I wanted to do the right thing, right? 
and I spent the money, take the items and and be and be grateful. Right? That's what I said to the nun. And she said, Yes, ma'am. And she went in there and said, Thank you so much. Do you want to write? I said, I don't want to write anything off. I don't want nothing. I just wanted to drop it off because I seen it and I knew that they were trying to feed the children. Because a lot of children don't get food in the morning. They don't have lunch or anything. And it's food insecurities. And anytime I see that on a church gate or anywhere, I'm going to take my money that I have as my last money in my pocket. Because I know that I will get double back. Because I'm doing the right thing and I'm leading with my heart. Not my pocketbook. My heart. My heart's telling me that children need it most. And when I was a little girl and I was 10, 9, 8, 7, where I'd never seen a hungry day. I always had breakfast. I always had lunch. I'd never seen a hungry day. And I said, I don't want to see other children suffer from insecurities, food insecurities, and they can't learn because they can't eat and there's nothing there for them. So if a lot of churches would do this in schools and districts, think of putting a note on the gate. People will drive by and drop off food because people are more concerned with children than grown people. I swear they are. And if they see that you're trying to do something great for children, they will partnership with you. Okay. Any human being that has any sense will do that. They will. And that's my story. But I'm going to tell you something. I spend days trying to figure out how can we help our children, our future, be better. Right? Because some students are very much in touch with education, but they're missing an ingredient. The ingredient could be food. The ingredient could be shelter. The ingredient could be school uniform. And we must come together as colleagues, family, neighbors, coworkers, teachers, faculty, mentors, authors, and much, much more to give our children this school year an ingredient. The ingredient of education, the ingredient of success, ingredient of love, ingredient of passion, ingredient of motivation, ingredient of going forward. Because our children are if they are our future, right? So we just have to be relentless with the process, right? This is different, and you can't go into the waiting period to wait and see what's going to happen when we think of education. But some students may not come back to school when they have a, a circumstance, a negative circumstance. They may feel overwhelmed. They may feel threatened. They may feel that I can't. And I talk to children all the time and they say to me, you know what? I just don't like going to school. And I always say, why? And they said, because I've been bullied. I've been harassed. I've been spoken to because I'm different, because I'm, I'm gay or I'm queer. And I'm not like the other children. And anyone that's listening to the channel, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique. It's okay if you're being bullied. But it's not okay if you're not speaking out and fearing less about it. Everyone in this country 
in this world, in this society, is not going to be the same. So if you look different from someone, you sound different from someone, you walk different from someone, you believe different than someone. Because there's different religions that battle. You're not the perfect person. And no one is perfect. K through 12 or beyond. So that's why the mentorships for young boys that are jumping into puberty. They're, they're, um, they're going through a time in their life where they're, they're finding themselves as young boys coming up. Let's not turn our back on the young boys, the young men of tomorrow. Because we say we don't know. If you're a man... You know about the the, um, the puberty and the things that young boys go through. Stand firm in partnership for change. You know? We got 11-year-old boys with handguns in their hand, right? We have 12-year-old kids committing suicide because of pressure and pain. We have boys selling drugs because they're young and they don't know what to do next. Because there are not enough mentors, there's not enough advocates, there's not enough people that stand firm with education. But what I want you to do is I want you to join Rusty Moy and join hands with me this school year. We got four more months in this year to break down the barriers and build up success, right? And I always talk about breaking down barriers. Breaking down barriers of violence, negativity, crime, jealousy, envy, or something else. But let's start with our young boys, right? I talk to so many boys that tell me just getting back to school, they had a fight in school and they're ready to give up because they had a little fight, a little petty fight over a haircut, a petty fight on who had Jordans on and who didn't, right? The kids are in uniforms and they're still arguing over nothing. And we have children losing their lives over nothing. That's stop with the petty arguments and realize what really matters in life. Education, food security, having a place to stay, taking care of your house, taking care of the children. That's what matters. The petty little things that go on in the neighborhoods, the petty stuff that we go through and think in our minds every day is not as important as children getting a substantial education. Standing firm with letting them get their homework done. Making sure you got a meal on the table for them. Take that junk and fast food out of their mouth and give them a decent meal. When I used to come home from school, I had vegetables on the plate and a decent meal and an entree and a soup. Let's bring it back like it used to be. Kids can't live off of burgers and french fries, milkshakes and Doritos. Give these kids something that warm their bellies up this school year. Because if they get their bellies warmed up right, they'll be able to think. Most of the kids I deal with Say, I'm hungry. I didn't get anything to eat. I didn't get any dinner. Things like that. Because they can't function properly. And the first thing we say is, oh, the kid got special needs. The only needs they have is a meal on the table. It ain't nothing about no special needs. They need a meal on the table. Whether it's a bowl of oatmeal, bowl of cream of wheat, a bowl of cold cereal. They need a meal on the table. Right? And once we get closer into November... We are going to do a food covenant and we're going to accept food, milk, cereal, cream of wheat, things that stick to the kid's belly, right? Because we want to make sure every child has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
We ain't worrying about the adults as much. We're worrying about children. Because food insecurity is huge. Because SNAP is not covering it all. Okay? I want you guys to... People say, oh, they get SNAP. But it don't cover the whole entire month. 31 days in August. If a person's receiving 270 350 and they got four or five kids at the house or two kids and a, a senior citizen and someone else is not going to be enough for the entire month to live off a of snap. So they're going to have to hit the food banks. They're going to have to ask a neighbor for food. I'm never afraid to ask for help. But guess what? I'm never afraid to give a person some help. Right? Without even wanting anything in return. Because it's better to give than to receive. Every time I've turned into giving someone something, I was blessed tenfold. And then you have to go into church building. Because of who I am, I practice church every day. I don't need to go into the building to practice anything because I practice goodness. I try to every day until people bother me and annoy me and get me ticked off. But I try to practice goodness every day. When I wake up, I try to do something good, something positive. Because I know, and I don't do it for the, for the proceeds and the benefits. I know that when you walk right, you live right, you eat right, you will get everything your heart desires. Plus some. You'll get a desire and a bonus. Not even expecting it, not looking for it, because you're living the right way. You even feel good about yourself because you're living the right way. And when people cross you and you know you got nothing but goodness in your heart, they're going to fall on their face. Everything's going to fall apart for them because they're walking in the dark and you're walking in the light. Tit for tat sometimes isn't good. Let them tick and you keep walking because you know you got the goodness in you. So let's do something good in the last four months of the year. Tutor a kid that you don't even really know that well. Give someone something that you wouldn't normally give something to. Speak to someone this last four months in this in this year that you normally wouldn't speak to. Vibe with someone on your job that you haven't vibed with ever. And see how your life will change. Because it's not about what people believe about you. It's about what you believe about you. Okay? So... The last four months in this year, that's go off on a good vibe. That's go off with helping someone. That's go off with change. You know, the benefits of changing, right? Instead of looking for something on the, on the receiving end. Okay? I thank you guys so much for listening into the channel. But I'd like you guys to end the last four months in this year. It's September, tomorrow September 1st. This month, I'll be gone in no time. And we'll be right into October. November, December, the year's up. And we haven't accepted change. Any man that wants this, babe. He gon' have to work hard. From what I see, you got what I want. That's just half the part. Gotta see what you put on it to make sure you're the one. Hey, guys. No. Put it down. You gon' fall in love. I'm gonna put it down. Put it down. You gon' fall in love. Hey guys, I thank you so much for listening. If you're new to my channel, don't allow this to be your last time to listen in. Continue the listenership with me. 
is the benefits of being a part of something amazing. Anyone knows me know that I'm an author that stands against bullying and stand firm for education. But most importantly, I'm not a local author that wants book sales because I don't care about the book sales. I care about book reviews. I want people to review the books and give me the review because I'm always into customer satisfaction. Satisfaction, right? And if you haven't checked out my books or if you haven't picked up a copy, they're available on Amazon, right? Apple, and they're in the bookstore. And you guys know how to find me, right? So, I'm just blessed of the journey of just being an author and doing all the things I'm doing. But most importantly, I need you guys to support the local author in events that I may go to, pop-ups I may go to. And there's no shade on that. Just seeing my people in the place shows me that I'm going to the next level of my life. And I want everyone to support me to roll in the level with me. Bring the children out. Let's make it a family affair. You know I'm all about families, friends, neighbors. I love all people. I love everyone that supports me in my journey. Or any of you don't know what I do and you're curious to know, come on down and support Rusty Moy. Put it down right like the way I want it. Play it